Well, welcome to our seventh episode of the Genuine Mississippi Podcast. Lucky number seven. I'm your host, Mississippi Commissioner of Agriculture and Commerce, Andy Gibson. Here on Genuine Mississippi, we delve into the very best of everything genuinely grown, raised, crafted, and made right here in Mississippi. By the way, I want to send out a big thank you to everyone who's tuning in on our Genuine Mississippi podcast and all the people who've helped us put these shows together. I really can't believe uh, we're already on our seventh episode. Number seven is all about sugar and spice and southern delights. You know, we all have a sweet tooth. I do myself. There's something to be said about these foods with a southern flair. Whether it's our sweet desserts made from recipes handed down for generations or the secret ingredients we use to flavor our food, Mississippi is blessed with a number of entrepreneurs who have successfully created their own distinct foods and flavors. This episode will feature three genuine Mississippi crafted members who have unique products and stories to tell. They all have one thing in common, a passion for the flavorful products that they're making. For this episode, we have some very special guests joining us by phone. We have Joan Anderson of CJ's Southern Seasonings from Collins, Hugh Balthrop of Sweet Magnolia Gelato in Oxford, and Mary Jennifer Russell of Sugary's Bakery in New Albany. We'll begin with Mary Jennifer Russell of Sugary's Bakery in New Albany. Great to have you by phone today, Mary Jennifer. It's great to be here. Thanks for including me. Well, we're very welcome. Well, let's just go ahead and kick things off with a conversation about uh, Southern flavor. In Mississippi, we like things to be flavorful, don't we? Yes, that's one of our great pleasures, isn't it? It is part of our DNA here in the South, and especially in Mississippi. So for you, what what goes into creating that unique Southern flavor? Gosh, we um, well, I depend heavily on butter. <laughs> but I had to pick <laughs> one ingredient. That's good. That's the one I could not live without. Yeah. Um, but, you know, butter and fresh fresh harvest fruits and nuts and, and vegetables and cultured butter and buttermilk and all those ingredients that, um, that take, you know, to enhance the dishes that we're trying to cook. Yeah. So what started as your home-based business has grown into Sugary's Bakery, and you now are serving a national mail-order market, regional wholesale markets across the southeast. Uh, I've read you've been featured in Southern Living, New York Times, Oprah Magazine, the Huffington Post, USA Today, The Local Palette, The View, Taste of the South, Southern Lady, and The Washington Post. My goodness. Uh, Right from New Albany, Mississippi to worldwide recognition congratulations thank you what's your favorite what's the favorite coverage you've gotten out of everything there that i mentioned gosh that's a hard one um the new york times is kind of hard to beat when the holiday gift got a few years ago and of course i've been a fan of oprah since the 80s i remember being i think in elementary school and coming home to watch oprah every day after school so She's so um, she's just an inspiration on so many levels. I was really thrilled to be included in her magazine. Yeah, that is so neat. Well, uh, why don't you take a few minutes and tell us how your bakery got started? How did you even begin this? So right after I graduated Ole Miss with a biology degree, I was doing pharmaceutical sales and 
within a year, I got fired from that job for having too many speeding tickets, <laughs> which was devastating at the time. Um, but, but that's what happened. So I bounced around trying to get back into another job in that field. And it took over a year. So I did odd jobs, the most random odd jobs during that year. And I decided I just needed to kind of take control of my future. And mm-hmm. um, I knew I enjoyed baking and I was good at it. So I started catering and baking for the other pharmaceutical sales reps who I had met in that job and and just grew it from there. Within a year, I had my first wholesale account. And that was really the light bulb moment where I thought if I get 10 wholesale accounts, then I could take those all to a distributor. Mm-hmm. and let them do the logistics and service and sales and not just stay in the kitchen and keep baking. And so that's exactly what I did. Well, now did you start in your home bakery or in your home, excuse me, home kitchen? Uh, uh, did, did you have a, a larger oven or what? I'm just curious. Yeah. So I did start in my home kitchen and I was there for four years. Wow. So I think the first whole year I was just baking one, you know, literally one cake at a time in the oven. Mm-hmm. And then that second year going into the holiday season, you know, I took a $5,000 loan out and I kind of equipped my kitchen a little bit with, um, you know, a bigger mixer and a, mm-hmm. a convection oven, like a commercial size convection oven and some tables and freezers. And I was banging pots and pans at 4 a.m. for the next three years. My poor husband well. had to deal with that. <laughs> Oh, that is great. Well, you are a real entrepreneur. Uh, so what are you baking? Uh, what are your specialties there at Sugar Ease? Our signature cake, I would have to say, is the caramel cake. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's always so followed closely by strawberry cake and coconut cake. But definitely classic southern layer cakes and a few um, classic southern pies as well, like pecan and chess and sweet potato. Yeah. There's a chocolate meringue pie from my childhood that we make that uh, that gets a lot of press and is really amazing and beautiful. Oh, wow. That was my mama's recipe. Well, where uh, you know, I, I uh, I've been to New Albany. I love your community. I love the people there, and uh, it's a long way from uh, where we're based right here in Central Mississippi. But for those who are not nearby, uh, where can uh, we find Sugary's baked goods? Well, of course, we can ship directly to your house, um, okay. and anybody in Mississippi can order by 10 a.m. one day and have the cake the very next day. It's a real short turnaround yeah. cycle. Sure. Yeah. But we also have outlets. You know, we work with other retailers around the southeast, like you mentioned. That's our wholesale business. So you can find cakes at Modica Market in Seaside, Florida, um, and more locally, like Cater's Market in Meridian, Cheney's. Mm-hmm. Pharmacy in Oxford, Delta Meat Market in Cleveland, there's Olivia's Food Emporium in Jackson, and you can do a zip code search on our website and look for places you know close to your zip code. But we love those partners; it really helps us, you know, not only just get cake out around the south, but it's a marketing tool as well. If somebody walks into Medica Market and sees the cake there and wants it when they get home, they can look us up and mail order after that. Wow. I think I'm going to order one this afternoon. Uh, that coconut sounds mighty good to me. Uh, for uh, uh, for those who may not know, tell us a little bit about the New Albany area and how you've been active in your local community, Mary Jennifer. I know you've been very plugged in there. Uh, New Albany is such a cute little town. It's a town of 8,500 
We're right on the highway, so there's good access um, between Memphis and Birmingham. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a charming, really active downtown full of boutiques. It's it's hard to find a small rural town that really still has an active downtown. In the whole state, I find that's hard to find. Um, I think New Albany has the potential to be and, and maybe is already there. Um, to kind of be the Ocean Springs of North Mississippi. Mm-hmm. I think um, it, it has that much charm and appeal. And we even have a, a local dining scene just forming in the past couple of years, I would say, because we came out from under the draft prohibition laws in mm-hmm. 2013. So, um, you know, even even the dining scene is starting to pick up the pace here. But the boutiques are are really nice here. So we've been active in the community for several years now, trying to through Main Street originally, and now just on our own a little bit more. Um, just kind of create programming and events um, to to kind of round out that that culture. Um, mm-hmm. You know that that makes a, a town great. So what I'm doing right now, I think most of my energy now is on the farmer's market. We're in our eighth year of the biscuits and jam farmer's market. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's a really successful market. It's a night market and um, and really a concert series. We had eight concerts, you know, eight weeks in a row this summer. Next year we'll have 10. So every Thursday night we bring in four or five, 600 people wow. to enjoy the farmer's market vendors and the music. I get a lot of joy out of that. I love music, and um, we're surrounded by great music here in Holly Springs and Oxford and Memphis. So I'm just trying to really tap into that a little bit and pull it over a little bit farther east to New Albany, and I think we're having some success with it. Well, that is great. I have been to New Albany and enjoy walking up and down the shops there. It really does feel like your classic southern small town. And uh, as I recall, there's a walking trail or a biking trail entrance right there in the middle of town. A uh, beautiful place to walk and enjoy. That's be- right. Yeah. It's a recreational trail. Um, it's a 44-mile rail to Charleston project. So one of the trailheads is right next to the bakery. You can hop mm-hmm. on and go 44 miles to Houston, Mississippi, and come back if you have the stamina. Some people do that <laughs> in That's one day. Right. That's awesome. And we have great tennis courts. The recreational amenities here are really nice as well. Right. And in your bakery, uh, you also sell uh, products made by our other genuine Mississippi members, such as High Point Coffee Roasters and Sweet Magnolia Gelato. Yes, I love working with those guys. Um, I've been working with both of them for quite a while. I feel like maybe since they were kind of new businesses, um, it's important for me as a small business owner to do what I can to support other small business owners and look for those businesses that I think have some brand alignment. It just makes, you know, both businesses stronger if you can find ways to partner up or collaborate. Yeah. Well, as far as the genuine Mississippi program, what is being a member done for you? Uh, what, what does it mean to be a genuine Mississippi member? I think it gives legitimacy, you know, it's another layer of legitimacy to, um, you know, to our business and what we're trying to do here. And I think it could be a great resource to find more businesses to to collaborate with and work with as we expand our retail space and maybe move into more of a a market space in the future. 
uh, that would be one of the resources I look at first to see what's available that's made in Mississippi that we could bring in and, mm-hmm. and sell in our store. Yeah, we want to put that brand on everything that's good in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Sell more of it locally and also around the world. And uh, I want to thank you for being a member, for supporting the program, supporting your local community in New Albany, and supporting the great uh, art of cake baking. Is there mm-hmm. anything else that you'd like to talk about before we wrap up? Um, you know, when you were asking about the community, I forgot to talk about our like farm to table dinners and we're doing another round of those next yeah. year so um we're going to have a, a harvest dinner in the fall this year this will be our fourth farm to table style dinner and this one that's coming up will be at the union county heritage museum which is a wonderful place if you ever knew albany you have to check out this museum and the faulkner gardens that are there you could spend a whole morning seeing kind of the history yeah. of this area and enjoying the gardens there um, but as long as the next summer, we expect to have a series of these harvest dinners where we're bringing chefs mm. from a larger area from Nashville, Memphis, Jackson, Birmingham, and pastry chefs as well to kind of collaborate on these dinners. So we'll be bringing in talent from around the South for our local people to enjoy. And of course, those harvest dinners will work with local farmers as well. And we'll try to keep building that local food waste community here. That is great. That is wonderful. If you could give some advice to someone around Mississippi, uh, maybe they're like you. They're you know needing a little extra income, or like you were back in your younger days, or uh, and you could advise them on where to begin. Maybe they've got a talent in cooking. What what advice would you give someone out there who's listening? My advice these days is to start at the farmers market. There's such a a great culture around the country and in the state with farmers markets right now. And I think it's a really great low cost way to test your product, you know, and find your, find your customers. So I highly recommend that. Yeah. Great. And you can find a list of those farmers markets on our website, uh, the Mississippi department of agriculture and commerce as well. MDAC.MS.GOV for anybody out there listening who check it out and find one local near you and take Mary Jennifer's advice. Well, thank you, and we are so uh, appreciative of your time this afternoon, and we look forward to promoting you, Mary Jennifer, all over the airwaves where we can. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Welcome, Joan Anderson of CJ Southern Seasonings. Joan, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk with us today, and welcome. Mr. Gibson, thank you very much, sir, for having us on today to talk about CJ Southern Seasoning and to talk about being a genuine Mississippi member. It is truly our honor to be here today. Well, we're so honored you're with us. So uh, from what began as a mobile concession in San Antonio selling fried fish and seafood, you have moved back home to Mississippi. What a great story. And now you're selling your seasonings to over 170 locations. That is amazing. Uh, first, Joan, are you CJ? Is that a nickname or what? What does that stand for? <laughs> no, sir, I'm not CJ, but uh, actually <laughs> the C in CJ is, uh, the C is Cedric, who is my husband of 
almost 36 years. Uh, wow. Cedric and I both are from Natchez. And Jay, of course, is for Jones. So when you say CJ's, you're actually saying Cedric and Jones seasoning. Right. That's great. Better together. That is awesome. That is great. I have actually tried your seasonings, by the way. I, I picked some up at one of the markets somewhere. I can't remember where. But very, very good <laughs> on a personal note. Okay. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, sir. And it's a good thing that you don't remember where. That that means that we've got some options in Mississippi for people to purchase our seasoning. So uh, that's, that's a good thing. <laughs> it is a good thing. <laughs> I think, like I say, I think it's in my some in my cupboard right now. Well, uh, tell us a little bit of how CJ's got started and how things have grown for you. As you mentioned, we originally started our seasoning when Cedric was in the Air Force, uh, stationed in San Antonio, Texas, at Lackland. I was I had worked with the restaurant industry for about 15 years at that time, and wanted to do something on. Um, we wanted to do something on our own, and we people we would fry fish for different people and different occasions for catering events, and people would always tell us what a great taste and a different taste that our fish would have compared to um, high end restaurants, medium uh, medium end restaurants, or even just people frying fish at their home. They would always tell us that there was something about our seasoning that was absolutely delicious but mm. different, and they kept asking what was it. So we opened the concession stand in San Antonio, the first of its kind, and, and uh, to get approval through the health department in order to operate. We operated for about three years on five military bases and other various locations, and from there we just became known as CJ's. Well, that is, uh, that is really a great, great story um now, you've got two types of products i i think i picked up some barbecue rub uh along the way somewhere at some market i don't know where i, I can't uh, remember but you also have fish fries the fish fry season you mentioned that's your two main uh, products those are our two main products that are in retail um that are available retail right now i say right now because we definitely have some other uh, seasoning choices coming down the line they're in development at this time. We have a chicken seasoning, a blackened seasoning, a Cajun seasoning. But our um, right now we're most known for our, our flagship seasoning, which is our fish fry seasoning. And we say fish fry, but um, Mr. Gibson, I can tell you, it can be used on anything, and people have used it on just about anything. It's definitely made for any type of fish or seafood. People yeah. love it on fried green tomatoes, zucchini, mm-hmm. squash, pickles. So being from the South, <laughs> yeah. if you like fried green tomatoes, our CJ seasoning, fish fry, is the seasoning for you. Uh, that is great. I, uh, I'm going to have to get some of that. I uh, really enjoyed the barbecue I had, and you do a great job. Uh, did, now, this may be uh, asking you for some of your secrets, so don't tell anything that's a secret, but what is it that makes CJ's so special, uh, so unique? Well, I'll tell you a couple of things first. The first thing is is that on each one of our bags, people have accessed this for about 10 years, what's in it. And we coined the phrase, the secret really is in the bags, and, mm-hmm. and it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, we were very careful in choosing the different spices and blends that we put in, and we wanted to make sure that those um, spices Blended together will give you a, a, a ease of use. So that's, that's one of the things that set us apart from, from any other mm-hmm. type of fish fry seasoning on the market. 
Okay. Our seasoning, you wash your fish, blot the water off, put our seasoning on it, and that's it. No egg wash, no milk, nothing else, no other spices, no salt, pepper, or anything is needed when you use our fish fry product. And the mm. barbecue rub, is, it's pretty much the same way. You wash your meats, and it can be used on any type of meat, anything mm -hmm. that you're planning to grill, smoke, or bake. Yeah. You can use it on, on those type of um, meats and wash your product, blot some of the water off, sprinkle some of our rub on it. The best way to, to really enjoy the flavors, which are really boastful, is to let it marinate for a couple of hours and then put it on your grill. And, and most people tell us they don't even use barbecue sauce after using our, our mesquite rub. Wow, wow. And did you start out in your home kitchen? <laughs> we did. Oh. <laughs> we originally started, uh, once we sold our concession business in San Antonio, we relocated to Tennessee. But we still had people calling asking for the fish fry. And we would bag it up in, in plastic bags and mail it back to San Antonio to about 10 or 15 people because they loved the fish fry season so much. Then when we moved here to Mississippi, we were doing the same thing, but we noticed that Instead of 10 or 15 people, that number had grown to about 50 or 75 people. Mm -hmm. Then we started asking people in the area if they'd like to try it, and they did. I would absolutely not be on the phone with you today if it were not <laughs> for Gary Humphreys and Angela Duxworth at Maters and Taters and Seminary, who are yeah. our very first retailers to sell our sure. seasoning. Yeah. And when I, we went there, sir, it was funny. It was in a bag. It was just in a white bag with a hand-taped label on the outside, and people came in and, and continued to buy it, which led us to actually having to find Blanco, who co-packaged our fish fry seasoning, and um, because we couldn't, we couldn't package it fast enough. Mm -hmm. Wow. What a great story. I've got to yes, ask sir. you, do, do you and Cedric, your husband, work together? Did you, did you collaborate on developing these blends? The, the beauty of the, the secret is when I initially started mixing it up, um, when we had our concession trailer, I would mix it at home. And a couple of days, I wasn't able to go and open the concession trailer, and Cedric had to. But mm -hmm. one of the things he asked was that I wrote the recipe down for him mm -hmm. so that when he got ready to, to mix up the seasoning, it would taste the exact same way every time customers uh -huh. purchase it. So that led us to, to making sure that, that we um, had, especially as co-packers, the, the seasoning is always confirmed when they're doing the recipes and they're packaging our seasoning so that each bag, is, it tastes the same, whether you get a 10-ounce bag, a 21-ounce bag, or the bulk 25-pound bags that are used at several restaurants in our area. Wow. That's a lot of, that's a lot of seasoning, 25 pounds. Yes, sir. <laughs> so consistency, yes, sir. consistency, that's the bottom line. You, you developed a way to maintain that every, every experience for your customers. Yeah. Well, uh, it seems like uh, one thing that's led you to your growth is the request uh, from your pro for your products from your consumers, just kind of a grassroots, organic uh, demand that's out there. We call all of our customers secret shares. You asked earlier what's in the bag or what's in the bottle of the barbecue rub. We say anyone who purchases our seasoning, we're considering them our secret shares. And I will tell you that. Um, from here in Mississippi to Texas, Louisiana, uh, we have an e-commerce business from our, that goes through our website. We're actually Amazon um, vendors as well. So we have people all over the United States who orders our seasoning. And, and each time one person orders it and tries it, especially if they have family members over, 
we can almost tell because we typically get orders, more orders in that same um, city or in that same area mm-hmm. from the initial order that was shipped out of, out of um, state. So it's, it's definitely a secret sharing product. I love that uh, slogan, that logo you've got there. Uh, secret, the secret is in the bag. <laughs> so you got, yes, sir. if you want to know, you buy a bag. That's it. <laughs> Well, and I can assure you, you will not be disappointed. That's good. Well, what about uh, being a member? We're so glad you're a member of Genuine Mississippi, our new program. And uh, what what has that meant to you in helping you get the word out about CJ's Southern Seasonings? I, I will tell you that one of the, the, the best thing I can say about being here in the state of Mississippi is the support that you get from um, people, especially for a small business owner. And once we became genuine Mississippi members, that um, it seemed like it catapulted our, our products um, in the local area and even outside of the area because one of the first questions most people ask when we're doing demos is, where is it made? And, um, and before we became genuine Mississippi members, we would say, you know, it's, it's made here in Mississippi. We're from Mississippi. But adding that genuine Mississippi label to our shirts, that's what we've done uh, on our um, shirts. It says, instead of the secret really is in the bag, we now say we're genuine Mississippi products, uh, genuine Mississippi members on our on our mm-hmm. shirts. And we wear those shirts with pride because... To say that we're genuine Mississippi members, uh, you have to make sure that there is consistency in your product. And it shows that we, not not just us, but we support the community and the state that we live in by being genuine Mississippi members. And it's such an honor to be so. Well, we're honored that you're a part of it. And we want to help you sell more of your delicious seasoning here in Mississippi and all around the country and around the world for that matter. Uh, I've traveled. <laughs> hey, I've had a chance to travel around the world promoting Mississippi products, and uh, they love Mississippi cooking and seasoning. So I'll have to take some of yours uh, with me when I go next on my on my next uh, international trade mission. How about that? And that some. sounds great. We look yeah. forward to that. We absolutely look forward to that. One thing that we tell people when you buy one bag of our product, it's not just our family that you're helping to support, but it also helps the People who work in whatever retail outlet you purchase that for because the sales, as they sell product, they can give hours to their employees so their business is, is um, allowed to continue. And then each time we go back to our co-packers, either Reeves, which is located in Pearl, Mississippi, or Blanco down here in Hattiesburg, each time we go back to get another order um, processed from our co-packer, that allows their employees also to have uh, to get hours and they're, uh, allows them to stay in business. So it's a circle thing. We enjoy be- doing what we do, but we also really, truly are grateful for the support that we get every single day from people who purchase our and use our seasoning. Great. That's great. Well, um, is there anything else you would like to add that we haven't talked about? I think we've covered uh, – a lot of great ground here and uh, some of your new products that are coming out. Anything else you want to share with us? The only other thing I would like to say, Mr. Gibson, is for those small businesses that are not um, members of Genuine Mississippi as of yet, you don't have to be too small. You're never too small to become a member. So I encourage anyone who's listening to the podcast 
either today or some of the ones that you've done in the past. I've listened to them all. Um, and it, it tells you about the support that our state has for our small business owners. And if you're making $10,000 in sales or $5,000 in sales or $5 million in sales, to be a member, a genuine Mississippi member, means that you've got to support group of people that you can call upon to, to get uh, and network and get general ideas from. And I've done that. I've called some of, some of the people who are members in Genuine Mississippi to ask for advice and ask, you know, if we can purchase some of their products as well. So that it's a great group of people to be amongst uh, members of. And I encourage anyone who's listening to, to call up and find out how they can become Genuine Mississippi members as well. Well, thank you for that. That is a great word for anybody out there. We we want more members, even where we want uh, uh, of all sizes to join up and be a part of this program. I got one more question for you before we wrap up. There's a picture, uh, a very nice picture of you and a young lady on your website or on your page uh, profile here, and she's wearing your but you're wearing a uh, a. Uh, an apron, an a- apron, CJ's Southern Seasoning, and she's wearing a shirt that says CJ's Southern Seasoning, sharing genuine Mississippi secrets. Now, who is that young lady? Tell us the story. That young, that young lady is our beautiful daughter, Kristen Anderson, and Kristen is has been, she's been truly a joy um, to have here. Back, she moved back to Mississippi last year, and, she, and for this oh, last right. twelve months, each demo that I've done, she's been right there with me. We bake pies and sell pies through our commercial kitchen down here in Hattiesburg, and she helps me to bake pies. She does the photograph, the photo that's listed on our barbecue rub or that's shown on our barbecue rub. That photo was taken by Kristen. So we love. We have two children. I don't want to leave Derek out because our granddaughter, Elena, she's actually the little child that you see at the beginning page of our website. That's our granddaughter, Elena. Mm-hmm. Our yeah. grandson, Evan, he's, he's a part of our business as well. And then our son, Derek, he's in the Air Force. He and his wife, Ardra, are stationed out in Utah at the time. So we're a family business, and we, um, we love everyone who supported us throughout throughout the years and we hope to continue and hope to continue to make everyone proud oh that is a great great story thank you for sharing that with us and uh, we just wish you the very best god bless you and your business and your family thank you sir you too god bless you also sir thank you bye-bye Well, we've got here with us Hugh Balthrop of Sweet Magnolia Gelato in Oxford, Mississippi. Uh, thank you, Hugh, for taking time to talk with us today. And I understand that uh, your grandmother recently passed away. We want to let you know we're sorry to hear about that. Uh, tell thank us you. about your yeah. Tell us about her. Tell us about your grandmother. Oh, so my grandmother she uh, she lived in Petersburg, Virginia, and she was um, she was a great lady. Uh, she lived to be 102 years old. So, uh, it's, it's definitely a celebration and she was a big part of my life too. Yeah. She was, she was one of those, uh, uh, old fashioned women. I mean, she loved everybody. I mean, she would tell you that white, black, she didn't cut, care what color you were. And she would always have a plate for you, a, a food. And, uh, I mean, she was just my everything. Great. What's her name, Hugh? Lorenza Bothrop. All right. What a great grandmother. Well, uh, we again, we we're sorry to hear her passing of her passing, but uh, it's great comfort to know she had that great life and, and testimony. Uh, was, exactly. was she a, was she a part of uh, Sweet Magnolia Gelato? Uh, unfortunately, not. I mean, I think she was a, a big influence. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm trying to figure out how to to 
a duplicator. She used to make me these. Uh, she always called me her favorite grandson. And, of course, that made all the other kids uh, uh, jealous. But um, she made these uh, hand sweet potato pies. They're just incredible. Mm. And every time I tried to get the recipe, you know, there was never um, any measurement. She said, you just have to add a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And uh, but I yeah. always look forward to the. I always look forward to that. <clears throat> that is great. Well, um, she sounds like a wonderful lady and a great influence in your life and your business. So, uh, our our conversation today is really all about that uh, Southern flavor you just referenced. In Mississippi, we love things to be full of flavor, don't we? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We do. <laughs> how do you How do you get that type of flavor into Sweet magnolia gelato. So um, we uh, we try to use as many local purveyors, farmers as, as possible, um, and and that was our mission um, to, to to you know when we first started in 2011. We're actually um, we're celebrating our eighth year in business uh, this year. And, Congratulations! Um, well, mm-hmm. thank you very much. Thank you very much. And uh, so. Um, we started out, I think I found out about uh, Brown's Family Farm uh, in the New York Times paper while I was doing research. And I said, okay, I'm, we're going to use these guys. And, of course, they're, they're out of Oxford, Mississippi. And, mm-hmm. and uh, that, that's, that's the only uh, dairy that we've used since, uh, since day one. Okay. Um, and uh, so, yeah, this the cream top, you know, the really good stuff um, that you may be used to, um, grass-grazed, uh, grass-fed cows. And uh, yeah. we use, I mean, like uh, farmers from from Senatobia, Peggy's Blueberry Farm, Cherry Creek Orchard Peaches, um, Mr. Powell, honey right outside of uh, Clarksdale, Mississippi, Miss um, uh, uh, Mary's Pound Cake. We we put pound cake in our uh, in our gelato. We use lemon chef's pie, uh, muscadines, uh, blackberries, blueberries, um, pecans mm-hmm. from uh, Heaton. Uh, pecans and Indianola House, um, yeah. so that's 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 what it is for us. That's Southern. It's using um, whatever we can get locally um, and supporting our farmers out here. Well, that's great. And talking about that grass-fed uh, cow, that uh, milk and uh, products you're buying yeah. there, uh, does it make a real difference? Have you noticed a difference? Tell our listeners about that. I, I, you know, I, 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 I think so. I, I, I believe so. I, I know so. <laughs> yeah. And, there uh, you go. I mean, it's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's this grass, like fed, you know, Mississippi, you know, cows and, and, um, it's, it's, it's no hormones or, um, antibiotics yeah. um, that, that's put in the milk and, and Billy Ray, he'll, he'll tell you said it's better than organic. Um, cause they're it's free all- roaming. I mean, it's yeah. a family business. The kids are right yeah. there. Um, you know, uh, Billy Ray, he nurses the the, the calves, um, mm-hmm. so they, they they take pride in, in, in you know what they what they do that that family business. Yeah, well, uh, that's uh, getting back to pure all natural products right there. That's exactly. Great. exactly. So your so your products truly are genuine Mississippi all the way down to the the basic uh, foundation of your of your operation. Um, yes, sir. And that relationship you have with local farmers. Uh, why, why is that important to you? And do you do you let your customers know that you're you're buying genuine Mississippi products for your genuine Mississippi uh, gelato? Yes, I, I do. Um, I do as much as possible. You know, uh, through our social uh, media, through mm-hmm. 
you know, organizations such as yourself, uh, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and also through Facebook and, and Instagram and, and, and Twitter, you know, I think we do a pretty, uh, a good job at, at getting the word out there. Yeah. Um, we could probably do a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, it's, it's, it's definitely important for us. Um, like I said, we, we set out to do that and it's, it's important that we stimulate the local economy. Um, yeah. and I, you know, and for us, it's all about relationships as well. Cause when I go over to, you know, say for instance, Mr. Powell's, you know, home, uh, mm-hmm. and his, his home is right across the street from his business. Um, I know I have to go over there for at least an hour cause I have, yeah. we have to have, com- we have to have conversation. You know, I have to ask him, you know, ask him about the, you know, his, his wife and the, and the dogs and the family. Um, and, you know, that's, that's, that's really important to us establishing relationships. It's just not about, you know, sales, but it's establishing those, those long-term relationships. Yeah, that's great. Well, uh, let's move on and talk a little bit about the gelato itself. How did you get started making sweet magnolia gelato? Tell us uh, that that has got to be an interesting uh, thing to look yeah. back to. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I started cooking when I was probably about thirteen years old, and um, and then so I, I've always cooked all, all of my life. And then, so I met my wife actually in Washington D.C., where I'm originally from. Um, she's from Mississippi. She has fond memories of Mississippi, growing up in Mississippi with her grandparents. And uh, so I met her, the love of my life, and I moved. We moved to Clarksdale in 2000, and we've been there ever since. Great. And what's your, and, what's your uh, name? Her name is Erica Balter. Okay, Erica. Great. So you've been yeah. there ever since. All right. Ever, ever since 2000, and we're actually mm-hmm. coming up on our, our 20th uh, year anniversary, uh, August oh, yeah. 28th. Right. Um, and that's just, you know, that's a blessing. We have three kids that are, uh, are born, uh, right there in Mississippi Delta in Clarksdale, Mississippi, wow. uh, 17, 14 and, and almost, um, almost 11. Um, Con- and congratulations. so uh, that's a, that's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. So I, I started off, uh, making ice cream at home for my kids. Mm-hmm. And, um, huh. and then I just started doing a little research online and I said, you know, I think I can make business out of this. And so, I, I, you know, my first machine was a, a Cuisinart. I started making it. And then I started giving it out to friends and family. I uh, mm-hmm. started doing more research. And I went to Penn State University uh, for a weekend um, ice cream course. We learned about the science, um, the makeup of ice cream. And then there, that's where I met um, folks who had gelato machines. And, and that uh, piqued my, my curiosity. And I, I just liked the, the machines better. Um, and the difference between ice cream and gelato, because um, when, we, when we first um, opened, it was Sweet Magnolia Ice Cream Company. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I just didn't want to, uh, ha- I guess, have confusion out there. Um, but so basically what it is, it's, um, it has less fat, less sugar, and less air that's pumped into it. So mm-hmm. on average, like uh, traditional ice cream, it's anywhere from 50 to 100% air that's pumped into it. Yeah. Well, with gelato, it's anywhere probably 20 to 30% air. Mm. Um, so it gives it a different, uh, mouthfeel and you serve it at a, at a different temperature. Um, and the ingredients that we use, uh, I think it makes our product uh, just a superior product. Yeah. Tell us about what, what goes into that gelato as far as ingredients, uh, anything special you want to share? Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, like I said, the, the ingredients that, you know, we, we, we get locally like last week. Um, so right now our, manufacturing facility and uh, this is pretty new we're in the fda um uh, fda kitchen we're, we we fall on the fda guidelines because we yeah. ship across 
uh, state lines, and we get we get right. um, products from across state lines. And okay. so we're in a kitchen. Um, we're in a facility at, at no time to cook. You may or may not uh, be familiar with them, but they've been around for a long time. And so we're inside their facility. And um, and so, like I said, we start off with, with Brown's Family Farm uh, milk, mm-hmm. um, and we're right next door to Chicory Market in Oxford, so we can just yeah. walk right there. And um, you know, last week we had orange watermelon. I had I had no idea that there was orange watermelon. Um, yeah. wow. the, week, <laughs> week, the week before that, we had ye- uh, yellow watermelon. Oh, um, you know, so it's it's just these these special like muscadines. Um, oh. You know, just these these special uh, ingredients that I think you know, you know that we we love we love to put just a, a, a southern twist on it. Yeah, local ingredients, truly exactly. gen- genuine Mississippi ingredients. Yes, That's sir. great. So you mentioned your facility. You recently relocated yes. and uh, yes. into that FDA facility. Tell us about that experience. Uh, how how long you been there, and and uh, where yes. were you before? So we were in Clarksdale in the, in the Chamber of Commerce. Um, initially, that's where we started. Well, actually, I started at home. Um, we were, like I said, I was making ice cream in the kitchen, and then we have a guest house, and I was going to put the, the facility over there. And then my wife told me, no, you got to move somewhere else, buddy, like that. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we moved out of there. And uh, so we were in the, uh, the Chamber of Commerce, um, and it was a, a business incubator system. Um, and so um, they actually just um, – I believe sold the building uh, to a company that they're, they're bringing a, a bunch of jobs. I think it's people shores. They're bringing a bunch of jobs into Clarksdale. So um, it, it, it served its, its purpose, its, its purpose um, in terms of getting us, you know, off the ground and, and, and where we need to be. And so then I, you know, I started searching for an FDA and, you know, proof kitchen. Um, and then Oxford was, was the choice because it was already set. And, um, I mean, cause there's just a lot that goes into that. There, there's standards and everything. Um, and so we, we, right now we've been in there a little, a little over two months. Wow. Congrats. Congratulations to you on that. That is great. Thank you. And Thank that you. ought to really help your business to expand and, uh, to grow. Yes, sir. I believe so. Uh, so as far as being a genuine Mississippi member, what does that mean for you and, and how has it helped you to grow and, uh, uh, to be a, uh, uh, a unique branded uh, local food there. Yeah, it, well, it serves uh, as another outlet to get our uh, our name out there, uh, our mm-hmm. product out there. And um, since we've been members, I've noticed that we've gotten uh, requests for gelato like all over the all over the all over the state. Right. Um, so it's definitely helped us um, uh, take our business to another level. Well, that's exactly why we developed this program. It's online based and it's uh we, we promote it through social media. So anybody who's listening out there, if you want to try some of this genuine Mississippi gelato with these unique ingredients, I wanna encourage you to go check out Sweet Magnolia Gelato in Oxford. And Hugh, I wanna thank you again. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us before we wind up here today? Yeah, if you do go to Oxford, we're all over uh, the state of Mississippi. We're in Clarksdale, Cleveland, Greenwood, Oxford. Um, you can't mm-hmm. visit our facility because it is an FDA approved kitchen. Um, they, they, they really don't look at that, um, uh, kindly, but, um, you can in, in, in Oxford, you can find us at, um, at Chicory market. You can find us at square books. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and, and, and we're, we're all over the state. You go to our website, you can find the different locations, go to our social media, you can find the different locations. 
Excellent. All right. Well, I, you know, it's uh, it's hot. It's August, and I can't wait to try <laughs> some. We'll make sure you get some for sure. Well, I can't wait. I really can't. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, and our best wishes to you and your business and your family. And uh, thanks for being genuine, Mississippi. Of course. Thank you very much. I'm Mary Jennifer Russell. I'm Sugar Bakery, and I am genuine Mississippi. I am Joan Anderson, owner-operator of CJ Southern Seasonings of Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and I am truly genuine Mississippi. I am Hugh Baldrick from Sweet Magnolia Gelato Company, and I am genuine Mississippi. Well, I'm sorry to say that's all the time we have for today. I genuinely appreciate everyone taking time to talk with us. Remember, you can always find our podcast at GenuineMS.com forward slash podcast. You can become a member at GenuineMS.com forward slash membership. And if you want to find out more about CJ's Southern Seasoning, Sugary's Bakery, or Sweet Magnolia Gelato, just go to GenuineMS.com. You'll find lots of other Mississippi-grown, raised, crafted, and made products there, too. And be sure to join us for our next Genuine Mississippi podcast, which we're calling Leaders in the Field. We'll have leading producers and makers from several different fields for that show. In the studio, we'll have Brent Brasher of Kingrow in Charleston, Matthew Summers of Speedbox of Ridgeland, and Dennis Short of Shortline Manufacturing in Shaw. Each of these producers has taken their real-life experiences and given back by bettering their profession through creating a better product for the generations to come. And thank you so much for listening to the Genuine Mississippi Podcast. As always, I'm Andy Gibson, and I am Genuine Mississippi. This podcast is genuinely Mississippi-grown, raised, crafted, and made by MWB Studios. 